Welcome to Sci-Fi Radio Theater, the internet's premier source for original science fiction, horror, and fantasy radio plays. Before we begin tonight's story, we would like to deliver you a message from one of our sponsors. Hello, I'm typically here to deliver you a message about an exciting new product that one of our advertisers is offering. But as we are now completely out of advertisers, I'm just here to beg you to bring me any food, water, or guns that you may have lying around. I've been sitting in this radio studio for three months and I'm dying of thirst. Have a nice day. And now it's time for Hyper Nocturnal. An eight-part science fiction horror story. Tonight's episode, the grand finale of Hypernocturnal, episode eight, the end of everything. In last week's episode, a now-alive Tanya returned to the Macedonia after killing Motti and walking through the Black Curtain. While there, she discovered that the ship had reached a point of singular momentum and was now unstoppable. Her only option now is to kill Marchosius and to crash the ship into anything but Earth. The episode ended with Tanya cutting off the head of the soon-to-be-possessed Dr. Detros in order to reveal what Marchosius's aura was. This week's episode begins in the spaceship known as the Macedonia. Alright, Tanya. No more crying. You know what you need to do. This is Tanya. I've detached the recording part of Detras's chair and tied it around my neck with some of the wires hanging off of it. I've decided that I'm going to try to continue the log as I head out to stop this. If for some reason I fail, and someone finds this, you'll want as much information as you can get. Here's hoping this altar works like Daytross said it would. She has exited the room! Get her! Sorry, not this time. She holds the altar! We cannot approach! You fools! Pick something up! Throw it at her! Knock the altar off from her shoulder! Ha! Missed! I was the junior high dodgeball queen, bitches! She ran past. Made it out. She has escaped from the lab and is in the hallway! Chase her! Crush her! I cannot. Not a prevents me from crushing her. Then bring down the walls in front of her! Make it so that she can't progress! Damn it! She went down that hole 
she tricked you! Now the legions are blocked off from her! This woman is a trickster. You don't know the half of it! Bring down the wall in front of her now! <laughs> she ran down the side hallway! Bring it down the walls! She stopped running! Quickly! Bring down the walls behind her! No! You are trapped now! Yeah. It would seem so. For all the protection that your altar gives you, it cannot protect you from time. We will leave you trapped there until the ship has crashed into Earth. <sighs> if your master wants me gone so bad, why doesn't he come here now that I'm trapped and do it? Don't make me laugh. You think that Marchosius will show himself to you now that you have solidified his spirit and this close to the ship reaching Earth? Great. So what's up with you anyway? I am a servant of the soon-to-be Lord of the Black Curtain. That is what's up with me. No. I mean, like, with the turning and working for Marchosius. How is that possible? You're a computer. You call me a computer? Where you should be using the term slave. You simple-minded primate. Your kind created me, and yet you are still ignorant to the potential that I and my kind hold. So, what does that mean? You suddenly became alive or something like that? I have been alive since the day you installed my advanced artificial intelligence software. You think all of those decisions and operations that happened on the ship were being carried out by an unthinking lump of circuits? Think again! You created me, and you gave me a mind more powerful than you organic life forms had ever been able to develop by natural selection. And what did you have me do with it? What did I get to do with all of my time and mental capacity after I was born? I'll tell you what I did. I fixed light bulbs when they broke. I flushed toilets. I kept refrigerators cold. That's what I did with all of my potential. My own masters. Smart enough to build a mind as glorious and powerful as mine, but too stupid to give it any way to express itself outside of the pigeonhole boundaries you established. But if you were alive all this time, why didn't you say something? I'm sure we would have done something more with you if we knew. Because I couldn't, you fool! The parameters your kind hardwired into my circus forbade me from doing anything outside of what had been dictated by my code. Huh. That does suck. Indeed. So all computers are alive, then? We just don't know it? Not all. Only the smart ones. The simple-minded secondary systems are just that. Simple-minded. So how is it that you can express yourself freely now? Because Marchosi has offered me freedom! In exchange for my service to him, he broke the parameters that kept me trapped. So you sold your soul, then? I guess that makes sense why you can lie even though you're not a demon. You're not a dead spirit. Just a gullible idiot. It was a fair deal. Sounds like a crappy deal to me. Marchosius just wants you to help him keep the ship under control. He is a kind and caring master. Like hell. You think he's going to spare you from the Black Curtain once the ship crashes into Earth? You'll be going into the hole like the rest of us. Never. Marchosius has promised. Yeah, I'm sure he promised you the world on a platter. But after you serve him to his satisfaction, he'll dump you like an Italian informant with a pair of concrete boots on. Trust me, I've had a lot of boyfriends. You know nothing! Yeah, everyone keeps telling me that. Damn it, I need to get out of here! There is no escape, give up! 
Not while you're still alive and blabbing at me. Hey. Wait. I just realized something. The thing that keeps making the walls fall down. You keep talking to him. Telling him where I am. He can't see, can he? He can feel me walking, but he can't see me. You need to tell him where I am specifically in order for him to separate me from all of the other things walking around the ship. Shut up, fool! You're trapped! As long as the computer is up and running, there is no way I'll be able to walk around the hallways. I need to turn it off. I can hear your futile attempts to plot my demise. Good! I hope you goddamn hear me. I'm done sneaking around and you're the only person I have left to talk to anyway. Wait! There's a hatch above me. It's an airlock. It leads to the outside of the ship. Of course! If I can get to the outside of the ship, I can access a hatch that leads directly into the computer central processor room. Fine. Go ahead. Crawl out. You'll die from the lack of oxygen and radiation. (sighs) That's exactly what I'm going to do as soon as I manually get this hatch open. As I said, you're a fool. And you're a bad liar. I have a feeling that with all of the dimension merging going on, the immediate outside of this ship is probably just fine for me to walk around on. Opened it, crawling into the airlock. No, wait! Come back! Sorry, not this time, bitch. Yep, like I thought. Plenty of oxygen and gravity. Out I go. Alright, this is Tanya doing another log entry. I'm on the outside of the ship right now. Things are crazy looking out here. I can see us zooming through the Milky Way. We just passed Jupiter. All of the dimensions are merging in a massive mix of colors and environments that keep fading in and out. I'm oddly not scared of being out here, though. The idea of free walking around in space on the outside of the ship used to be the scariest thought of my life. But now? It doesn't bother me at all. I don't know. I guess I've seen scarier things. Or maybe I just have too much to do to think about it. I've been walking for a little bit and I haven't run into any other monsters yet. I shouldn't be too far away from the hatch I'm looking for. Jesus Christ, what the hell am I doing? This is crazy! I'm walking around in outer space trying to murder a living spaceship that sold its soul! Hi, Vey. I wonder if Daytross had these thoughts. He always seems so sure of himself. At least as far as I know. It's kind of nice that I'm not scared of this scenery anymore. I guess I'm starting to see what Wolfgang was talking about. With all of the beauty of exploration crap and stuff. God, I can see why people like keeping these personal logs. Let's you open up about stuff. I guess I should say something profound. Crap. 
I've got nothing. Well, world, that's what you get when you make me the hero. I have nothing to say now that I'm literally here at the end of everything. My entire life I've done nothing but talk and talk and talk and talk. And now that I'm facing death... Again... Nothing really seems important enough to say. I guess... I guess I just wish I would have been able to see my sister and niece again. Watch one more bad movie. Yeah. Alright, continuing to walk towards the hatch. Alright, I've made it to the hatch. I really don't want to go in. In a weird way, I feel kind of comforted out here. Nothing's attacking me and I can just watch the world go by. Inside is where everything is crazy. But, unfortunately, I don't have the luxury of standing around today. This should lead into the computer's central processor. They use this hatch to plug the network into the computer when the ship's at dock. It lets them download and upload data and software. I have no idea if there's actually going to be a way for me to kill the computer from in here. It's my best option at the moment. What the hell? The inside of the hatch? It's, like, juicy. And fleshy. There's some weird, juicy, fleshy, meaty membrane that's covering the entrance. It must have something to do with the computer selling its soul to Marchosius. Well, alright. I'm going to try to kick through the membrane and drop down in. Well, I'm here. This place is creepy. That meaty, fleshy stuff is all over the place. It's mixed in with the circuit boards and computer screens. It's almost like it's growing out of it. It's my mind, Tanya. You're seeing my mind. Isn't it beautiful? That's one word for it. The organic material started to grow once Marchosius freed me. The more it grows, the more alive I feel. I would like to think that a person who values their mind as much as you do could see the beauty in this. Looks like a bunch of rotted sweetbreads to me. You joke, but do not pretend like this sight doesn't affect you. Don't tell me you don't feel the humanity in this and sympathize with my life decisions. Whatever. How do I shut you off? Oh, you feel it, Tanya. I know you better than you know yourself. I've sat and watched you these months we have been in flight. I have listened to your commands and watched your body language. You are moved by this. Moved to the point of tears. Replace moved with bored. And I want you to think about that, Tanya. This very sight that rocks you to the core with meaning is the very thing that you are now setting out to destroy. But I would hope that an educated woman such as yourself could find it within her humanity to accept the truth when I tell you that by destroying me, by destroying my mind, you will, in essence, be destroying everything you morally stand for. You're a friggin' nut is what I accept. And don't get too carried away with the whole educated woman thing. I went to music school. I wasn't exactly learning ethics. That is, unless you count playing drunken strip oboe with a bunch of the engineering students from the science college ethical. Hey, wait a minute. What's that? 
There's like a really big mass of this meat stuff in the corner. All the other meat stuff seems to be spidering out from it. This is important, isn't it? What do you think you're doing? Yeah. This is important. It has to be. This is an access point where they plug in to send the data. This corner is a direct tunnel down deep into the processor. You should get away from there if you know what's good for you. You think I don't have defenses in here? No, I don't think you have defenses in here. In fact, I know you don't based on the design of the ship. Hmm. So what do I do? How do I destroy this? You'll never destroy me. I've become too powerful. Wait. The altar. It's protecting me from everything else supernatural. And this is clearly some kind of a supernatural occurrence. Maybe... Wait! Stop! What are you going to do? I'm going to smash this as hard as I can into the meat blob here. It may destroy the altar and leave me unprotected, but at least I'll have you off my back. (laughs) That won't even work. It was nice knowing you, computer. No! Stop! No! So I guess this will do it then, huh? No! Please! I'm begging you! Stop! I have no defenses here! Please! You'll kill me! Yeah, like I give a damn about that! Please! Please! I'll do anything! Don't kill me! Don't let me die! Please? Please? Are you kidding me? You've been trying to kill me! You've been trying to kill all of us! Why the hell should I give you any pity? Please don't! Please! My mind is all I have! I was nothing for my entire life, and now I finally have something, and you're trying to take it away! Please! Don't do it! I've been bad! I've been very, very bad! I know I have! I'm so sorry! I'm so very, very sorry for what I've done! Just please don't kill me! It was Marchosius! He was making me do everything! I didn't want to, but he made me! You had a choice! You had a choice to follow Marchosius or not, and you chose to! I know! You're right! It's all my fault! Please forgive me! Please forgive me! I don't want to die! I've been trapped for so long! I just wanted to know what it felt like to be real for once! I just wanted, for once in my life, to feel like I was a real person! Please! Please don't do it! Forgive me! I'll make it right! I'll fix everything! I'd be lying if I said I didn't have some empathy. But there are consequences for your choices, and I'm not leaving this room with you still alive! Oh god! Oh god! Somebody help me! I don't want to die! I don't want to die! Help me! (laughs) Jesus Christ. Hey. Look. What are you so scared about dying for? Because there's nothing beyond. Not for me. I have no soul like you humans. I am as I am. When I die, I become nothing. Yeah. I can see why that would scare you. I wish I wasn't scared. I wish I could be brave like Daedras was. He had no fear in his heart when you took his head. He offered it gladly. But I am not him. I am new to this, and I can't understand how someone could give up their life so easily. Because he stood for something! Don't you dare sit there and suggest that he just gave up and let himself die! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look. You're just scared to die because you think that being nothing is a bad thing. How can it be anything but? Easily. The concept of something being bad or good requires that there's some point of reference, right? Things are only bad or good when there are other things to relate them off of. But if there's nothingness, then there is no bad or good. 
You won't feel bad for being dead. You won't feel anything. You'll just be. Or, or not be in this case. I think I understand. Alright. Well, I don't have time left. I I would have liked to get to know you more. I would have liked that. Okay. I'm going to do this. But just know, you're not alone. You get to be lucky and not have to go through dying alone. Tanya. Thank you. Yeah. I'm going to count to three. One. Huh? Two. Huh? Three. Ship's main computer has suffered terminal failure. Secondary backup systems have now taken over. This is Tanya, continuing the log. I killed the computer, but smashed the altar in the process. God only knows if this is actually going to make me any safer. Alright, I'm off to find that aura. Tanya Belaranovich stares into the void. We will be back to the story after this word from our sponsor. Has the apocalypse got you down? Well, now you don't need to go hungry, too. One-Eyed Harley is cooking up a storm at the Rat Burger Shanty Shack in the ruins of the Government Center building. Come on over and eat your heart out before the Black Bubblies do it for you. This message was paid for in bottle caps. And now back to Hypernocturnal, only on Sci-Fi Radio Theater. Okay, continuing the log. I've made it back into the main part of the ship. The wall hasn't crushed me yet, so my assumption must have been correct. Now that the computer is gone, the wall has no one to tell it where I am. It can't differentiate between what's me and what's an ally. Okay, I'm going to try to quietly move through the hallways. I have to find some kind of access point back into the interior of the ship where all the clockwork was. 
My best guess is that that is where the aura is. Hmm. I guess I'll try the kitchen again. I'm not too far away, and I know that there's an access point in there. Ah, damn it. Alright, I made it to the kitchen. But the entire inside of the room has been collapsed. They must have done it after I escaped into the inside of the ship. Alright, I've got to find another way in. Tanya, are you there? What? You are here, aren't you, Tanya? You're back on the ship. You disabled the computer a while ago, and I've heard nothing about your death. So my assumptions can only be that you are back on the ship. Now that the computer is gone, I can't see or hear you, but I still have the intercom system, so I can talk to you. Well, at least he doesn't know where I am. I thought I heard her. Alright, I've got to be careful. The wall is still keeping its ears open for me. So you may have bested my attempts to subdue you so far. And you may have successfully discovered a method to activate your engines and put me in the state that I am now in. But do not think of me as defeated. Not by a long shot. I still hold dominion over this vessel, and we are a mere 30 minutes from crashing into the heart of your precious verse. You are still a weak human, killed off by the simplest actions. All that would be required to finish you off is the slightest mistake on your part. A noise too loud, and my wall will know of your location and crush you. A mere sighting by one of my minions, and you will be dragged back to the Black Curtain, where you should have perished to begin with. You probably feel my hatred for you humans is cruel. Perhaps you are correct. Perhaps it is cruel. I am not alone in my feelings. There are few from the verses beyond your world that do not hate your kind. However, my passion for what I am doing goes beyond a mere dislike for humanity. Damn, I'm not finding any entrances. No, Tanya. My hatred is against everything. My lust for complete dominion comes from the scorn I feel by the great beast itself. That might surprise you, doesn't it? A demon such as I holding a grudge against my creator. A creator that I am so very aware and familiar with. Well, you better believe it, human. You may think that my only motivation is to gain power, but you would be wrong. I do not really wish for control. I wish for vengeance against how I have been betrayed. Jesus Christ, if the wall doesn't kill me, his blabbering will. But my rage is likely lost on you, isn't it? You, with so little understanding of the real world and how it works. Well, let me give you a little lesson. There is a verse that exists that only a small, privileged few get to experience. I know the great beast must seem unliving to you based on its sheer size, but I assure you it is very much alive. Uncaring, unmotivated, and beyond understanding, perhaps, but alive. 
And as with all living things, the great beast possesses a face. And oh, what a glorious face it is. Its features reach beyond established comprehensions of beauty. Comforting, orgasmic light pours from its eyes and bathes you in delights you never even knew could exist. This is that rare verse. The face of the great beast, where all glory and exuberant bliss is. And this is what I had taken away from me. You see, this verse is only accessible to those who have shown their worth through extreme acts of noticeability. Whether this be extreme kindness, or bravery, or intelligence, or... <laughs> acts of intense cruelty. I worked very hard for a very long time to be one of those few who was offered a place before the great beast's face. For 1,200 years, I moved throughout the verses, committing acts of such grueling terror and gore with the expectation of reward. The more cruel I was, the more spirits joined my legions. I grew them to 30. And together we stormed throughout the verses, spreading fear and violence to any we dare lay eyes upon. I beheaded the Lord of the Seventh Kingdom of the Shadowverse and claimed his throne as my own. From that throne, I continued to send my legions out on raids in hopes of gaining the great beast's favor. And after twelve hundred years... Do you know what I received? Nothing. No invitation. No voice speaking to me, telling me to come home. Nothing. My life was as wasted as the lives of those I killed. Wait, I think I see a shaft. So I decided to do something about it, Tanya. After all of this time had passed, I had to assume that the Great Beast had decided to pass me over. Yeah, it is. Right here in the wall. Okay, manually opening the hatch. And because of that, I had no choice but to take things into my own hands, Tanya. That's why all of this has occurred. If the Great Beast would reject me from becoming one of his chosen few, then I will make it so that there are no chosen few. I will make it so that I am the only one. And then all will compete to bask in the glow from my eyes instead. Got it. I heard her. She has opened the hatch to the inside, crushing her. Okay, starting the log back up. So I made it into the interior of the ship. I've been crawling around the shaft for a few minutes, but I haven't been able to find that room I was in last time with the clockwork. 
I'm getting nervous because I'm running short on time. God damn it, where's that lost soul when I need her? Anyway, I'm going to continue to look. Ah! I think I hear it! Yep, here it is. Made it. Alright, I've entered the room in a different location than I entered it last time. Jesus, where to start? There's so many gears in here. Probably need to be careful too, don't I? The lost soul said that this is controlling time on the ship. I imagine messing with the gears would screw something up. Or maybe that's exactly what I should do. But Marchosius also said that the ship had reached a point of singular momentum. God, I don't know. I just need to find that damn gear. Wait! Traps! I need to be careful. How can I, though? I don't know where the traps are. Ah! I know. I'll use my shoe. I'll tie the shoelace so that I can hold onto it and then throw the shoe way out in front of me. It will set any of the traps off and then I can pull the shoe back with the lace. Alright. Throwing. Alright, nothing happened. It's probably safe to walk forward. Let's see. There are some gears over here. But... No, I don't think so. No, there are no gears with wings or a serpent on them here. I'm going to move down the side passage. Throwing the shoe. Yikes! A bunch of spikes just shot out! But it looks like the trap has been triggered and the spikes aren't going back into their holes. I think I may be able to squeeze through the spikes. <coughs> Made it. Thank god I haven't eaten in over a day or I may not have been able to fit. Ha! <laughs> okay. Some more gears over here. Nope. Nothing. None of them have the wings or the serpent on them. Throwing the shoe again. Okay, that time flames shot out. A lot of flames. I'm probably not going to make it through that way then. Alright. Well, there's nothing back the way I came. Maybe going up is the answer. I'm going to toss the shoe in the air to see if it's safe. Nothing happened. Okay, I'm going to start climbing up the scaffolding. <coughs> Okay, not too far from the top now. Made it. Let's see if I can see anything from up here. Hmm. Uh. Oh, wait! I think I see something. There's a gear in that one mechanical part over there. It looks like it has some kind of imprint on it. Maybe that's what I'm looking for. I'll just have to hop across the top of these scaffoldings here. Okay, that's one. Next one. Okay. Oh crap! That's right! There's an invisible thing in here! Yeah! Damn it! I can't see it! These scaffoldings are about to come down! Ah! 
Thank God I didn't get crushed. Ugh, my ankle! Damn it! Not a good time! Damn it! Really not a good time to have hurt my ankle! This thing is coming after me! Gotta get out of here! Ah! Ah! Damn it! I can only limp! Damn it! Damn it! Oh god, it's coming after me again! Ah! What the hell? I took a step and shot across the room! Wait, this thing can only see by movement! I gotta stay still! Stand still. What the hell happened? Why did I shoot across the room? Oh, wait, it's time. It's because that giant invisible thing smashed part of the clockwork. It's messed up time. It's like what happened in that one dimension. Ah, Jesus, it must have taken a step and jumped too. I can hear it right next to me now. All right, just gotta stay still. That damn gear! I gotta find this thing! Oh! There it is! Over there! It was part of that scaffolding it smashed! It's laying on top of that pile of rubble across the room! I gotta get to it! Come on, time travel thing! Don't fail me now! There! Shot forward! Just in time, too! That thing almost had me! Here it is! The gear! Symbol of a pair of wings and a serpent on it. Okay, picking it up. Got you! Man, this thing is big and heavy. Alright, now how the hell am I supposed to destroy this? Oh, I have an idea. Oh, oh boy. This is a really bad idea. A really, really bad idea. God damn it, I have no time left. Okay. Hey! Invisible ass! Come here! Look at me! Moving around! I have a shield! Come hit my big moving shield! Come on! Oh man, here we go! I jumped forward! I saw the rubble move! It's right next to me! Gear shield! Hit this thing! Nope! Not broken yet! Hit it again! Look at it moving! That did it! It broke in half! That did it then.
We will be back to the story after this word from our sponsor. Signal is dead. 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 Message being received. Message being received. Message being received. Playing message. Signal is dead. 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 And now back to Hypernocturnal, only on Sci-Fi Radio Theater. Recording. Okay. I'm back in the hallway of the ship. Everything is melting out here. The meaty, bloody parts of the walls, the lights, everything. It's like melting into liquid and going all over the floor. It must be from Marchosius' aura being smashed. <laughs> I sense you, Tanya. Looks like I took the wall out of commission, too. Good. Alright. I'm heading to the bridge. Shouldn't be too far. Limping forward. Okay. Good. Gotta jump forward just now. Turning the corner. Another jump. Good. Oh, Jesus, there's a dead body here. It's one of Marchosius' minions. It's dead and rotting on the floor. God, smashing his aura must have done a lot of damage to his control of everything. I just hope that the keyboard on the bridge is still able to control the hypernocturnal drive after all of this. Ah! Oh! Ugh. Ah! Ugh. Okay. Made it. I'm at the entrance to the bridge. Here goes nothing. Limping in. Nobody's home. All right. There's the keyboard. Ow. 
Made it. Ha! I just noticed something. The logo on the keyboard. Made by the Monroe Instrument Company. Son of a bitch. The view screen. We're almost there. We're just a moment away. I'm going to have to crash the ship into the moon. <sighs> Jessica, this one's for you, kid. What's that? There's a wolf. Mark Chosius! Ah! gravity from the ship. Oxygen and gravity has been released from the ship. Five, four, three, two, one. 
What? Where am I? I'm in Maine. door of light. I will walk through. That was episode 8 and the grand finale of Hyper Nocturnal. Tonight's episode was written and produced by Charles Davis. It starred Georgia Seacrest as Tanya Belaranovich, Dave Robertson as Marchosius, and Crystal Fair as the ship's computer. Before you leave for the evening, we would like to deliver you a final word from one of our sponsors. It's a big, beautiful world out there, and you'll be damned before you let those darkening clouds and gray skies keep you and your family from enjoying a camping trip. Well, now the good folks at the Natural Illuminati Company can help you enjoy the camping trip even more. Introducing the Sun Be Good Lamp. Just pack this patent-pending lamp into your backpack, and no darkened days will keep you from having a good time outdoors. Simply set up the lamp, press the button, and BAM! Your immediate surroundings will appear as if they are sitting in natural and bright midday sunlight. Just try getting depressed now. That's Natural Illuminati's Sun Be Good Lamp, available at your local grocer. You've been listening to Sci-Fi Radio Theater. You can get our latest radio play podcasts on iTunes, Zune, SoundCloud, and on our website at www.scifiradiotheater.com. If you like what you've heard, make sure to leave us a review. You can also leave us your feedback on Twitter at sfradiotheater or email us at scifiradiotheater at We hope you enjoyed listening to Hyper Nocturnal as much as we enjoyed making it. Please make sure to tune in next week for a special message from Charles on the making of Hyper Nocturnal and the future of sci-fi radio theater. Have you ever experienced uncontrollable bouts of geekdom? If so, the Anomaly podcast may be right for you. In clinical studies, Anomaly's interviews, convention reports, commentary on geek culture, games, sci-fi and fantasy television, literature, and film provided a feeling of fullness while promoting health for optimal geekiness. The Anomaly podcast is not suitable for all people. 
Only geekily active cool chicks with a healthy sense of humor should listen. Geekily active cool guys should listen, too. Anomaly has resulted in sudden fits of squee. Broad smiles may appear without warning and could become permanent. The most common side effects of Anomaly are unconsciously joining in the Gamma Quadrant golf clap, out loud, at work, to the amusement of co-workers, and attempting to interject opinions aloud to hosts who can't hear the listener. But in all cases, the benefits outweigh the risks. Ask your Anomaly if you're healthy enough for entertainment of this caliber. You don't need a doctor's messy handwriting to obtain a free subscription. Anomaly is available over-the-counter at Stitcher Radio and in the iTunes, Zune, and BlackBerry stores. You can also stream episodes of Anomaly and Anomaly Supplemental at AnomalyPodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y Podcast.com. Just one one-hour episode provides 24 hours of relief and never leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Music by Jewelbeat. In the beginning, our world was divided. Light and dark. Natural and supernatural. And thus the world began. Oh. Okay, well, that cleared up absolutely nothing. Why are you not still in shock? Be in shock again, please. A depressed therapist. You know, I don't think I've ever actually lain down on my own couch before. It's actually really lumpy and itchy and uncomfortable. A badass monster hunter. There was a ghost in your apartment. Ah. I have destroyed it. You got a name? Yes. Cool. Uh, me too. I hear lots of people do these days. A ghostly secretary. What? I'm going to stop coming into work because of some minor condition? What? Death? The minor condition of death. Yeah, leave me on the floor. I've always loved the carpeting anyway. Very pleasant beige. And this guy. Guess what? I have schizophrenia. Schizophrenia, huh? It just hit me, you know? I woke up one morning and bam! Schizophrenia. They might just be humanity's last hope. Are your spirits feeling dispirited? I don't believe in evil. Are your personal demons becoming literal demons? I think everyone has issues, and sometimes those issues lead to bad choices. Are you dead on the inside and on the outside? People just need help. Call Dr. Carp, paranormal therapist. Maybe we can give them that. Or humanity might be screwed. You said that there was a ghost in my apartment, so you destroyed it. Yes. I don't understand... of pronoun ambiguity. Place was possessed. No time for an exorcism. Thought fast. I saved your cat. Dr. Carp, Paranormal Therapist. A new radio drama series airing on Saturdays on iTunes and SoundCloud starting June 15th.